0: This is Kyle Cord, and you're listening to Austin Felix and Matt on the W Debate. Welcome to the W Debate. All right, boys, are we ready to debate? Austin, you tweeted something, girl. You tweeted your running back rankings. Explain yourself, boy. That escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand, fellas. You jumped up and. That's Austin awesome, Nate. Who is going to be that guy? And for me, Bijan Robinson is still going to be that guy. Back to the ground with Robinson, who spins and then tries to bounce it. A skip arm, another one as he rides it, keeps his balance. They're going to say he's stepped out, but up. I'm feeling sharp. I know you didn't think that we would get through this episode without mentioning the name. One, Zach F. Wilson. Screener draw.
1: Oh, Wilson is going to uncork for the end zone. And he drops it in beautifully. And it is his roommate, Dax Milne, on the touchdown.
2: That's Matt Broody. Scott Jr. Obviously, I whacked Poetic back on the last episode, so I won't do that again here.
0: And this time it's Fields on the carry, watch out! Justin Fields, hello to Columbus, 51 yards! Bruno, are you ready to go head-to-head with me? I am. Gotta you know, get my popcorn out, out here. Hold on.
2: Gotta continue. Oh, no, I got to, I got, to, I got Kyle McCord is going to end up winning the job. He's going to be rated higher. I'm,
0: well, I'm not nearly as passionate about what I'm about to talk about. Our apologies for her Street, and of time will get in recent as soon as Matt Bruning and Austin A's. I'm Felix Sharp. Good night, and good luck.
2: What's going on, everybody? It is 8.30 Central Time, the only time zone that does not talk about Bruno. That means it's time for Debbie Debate, brought to you guys by campusdecanton.com. That is Chris Moxley. That is Austin Nace. I am clearly a much handsomer version of Felix Sharp, and my name is Matt Bruning. On tonight's show, we are going to revisit the 2018 recruiting class. There is a rankings adjustment, and we will discuss all the things that our good friend Felix won't allow us to talk about, but... First, the Athletic revisited the 2018 recruiting class. And Austin, you pointed out in our group chat a lot of very interesting players where they were ranked and just how this class shaped out overall. What are your thoughts on them revisiting the 2018 recruiting class?
0: It's really tough to draw, you know, just an overarching conclusion from one class because they vary so much from one year to the next. Um, But I think it's a really good reminder of the recruiting services simultaneously do an amazing job of combing through, you know, tens of thousands of kids nationwide and picking out the ones that are likely to be at least good, you know, maybe not make it to the NFL, but good. But also how incredibly difficult and ultimately, you know, there's a lot of things that are outside of the control once you kind of rank some of these kids. I looked the article is really good if you guys haven't seen it on The Athletic. Um, it's titled how many of college football's top 100 recruits pan out four years later, Uh 41 skill offensive skill position kids in the top 100 of this class. I think if I was really generous at calling somebody a hit 11 of the 41 hit either, you know, were very, very good in college or went on to get meaningful draft capital. So like Terrace Marshall's a hit. He went in the second round, even though he's probably not going to do anything in the NFL. Like they, they projected some really good draft capital there. So, It's just, I mean, they nailed the top two. It's Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields at the top, like fantastic job uh, on those two. But then, you know, and we're going to talk about some of these guys, but Justin Shorter at number eight, I believe was their top receiver. Uh, Zamir White was number nine right behind him. Obviously some injuries derailed him. I mean, there's just, it's a, there's some great names in here. Then There's also a who's who of like, damn, I forgot about that guy. Like. Didn't do anything, so it's just very much a cautionary tale. And just to point out, all of the size, seed, speed guys at wide receiver busted. So miss me on the size, speed narrative, guys, because that's like the laziest form of identifying some of these guys coming out of high school. Chris, I mean, we
2: we know how hard it is to identify these guys. I mean, we we ourselves look at high school tape, and and it it's it's very hard to determine competition level and everything. So like Austin mentioned, it's it's still very good that these guys hit on the players that they did. But looking at these top players, was there a player that stood out to you that either hit or didn't hit in this article?
1: I was fairly surprised, man, maybe I shouldn't have been that JT Daniels didn't hit. Like I really thought that he was going to be a guy who um, succeeded long term. And I, I always wonder with him, whether or not the injuries just totally derailed his career and he was just never able to get back to where he potentially could have been. Cause I mean, he was recruited to USC, came to Georgia uh, infamously at this point, beat out Justin Fields. I, it's ha- very hard Wait, to
0: what? What? He wasn't there with Justin Fields.
2: No, USC beat out Keaton Slovis.
1: Oh, yeah. Beat, sorry. Beat out okay. Keaton Slovis. I was, USC. I got hurt. Yeah. I was yes. confused. I was like, Beat out out Keaton Slovis at USC. Um, I mean, I was always surprised that he didn't make it, I I guess. Like, I really thought that he had the tools to do it. And I just think injuries just caught up with him to the point where it just, like, it just didn't pan out. So, he's like a what-if almost. Like, I really would like to see him healthy.
2: Yeah, there there were a couple that stood out to me all Bad, and I feel I feel bad going negative. All right. Well, we talked a little bit about it on, you know, Jamar Chase. I guess you do have to give them props for him being in the top one hundred. It's weird seeing him on that list being ranked so low. Looking at some of the players ahead of him now, and I guess you know I can admit some of that is definitely hindsight bias because we know how well Chase played. Maybe you're not expecting him to be as great as he was up until this point. Jeremy Ruckert's another one. I mean, one of the top tight ends on this. I think he's 37 on the list overall. Some of that I think was just Ohio State doesn't use their tight end. I still think he's going to be good going into the NFL, but you know, you could say that might be a little bit of a miss. And then the one I really want to peg, and I forgot where, maybe it's right here. I think Austin, you put Terrace Marshall at number 13. Can we call him a bust for the NFL already? Because I got shit on all over Twitter last year when he got drafted, I think right at the end of round two. And I said he was not going to be a good wide receiver prospect too many drops, didn't like some of the things he did in college. And I was told it was a for sure thing that Terrace Marshall was going to be the next lsu and the wide what, lsu wide receiver in the nfl where are we at now people where are we at i know it's only one year and i'm probably gonna end up eating crow at this point in time next year when Terrace marshall goes off but hand done shit game day inactive game day healthy scratch that's not a good sign in my opinion when you're in the nfl and you
1: cannot get on to the field austin that was a bad wide receiver room too just to add, like, I agree. Outside of yeah. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, like it was Brandon Zilstra that he was losing snaps to. Yeah. So, so it's not like it was um,
0: the Zil Zylst- Water receiver. I don't right? know. I made that up. I don't know. I don't, know. No. I don't think nah, the guy has a good. nickname.
1: That's a, that's a, that sounds like a cool
2: nickname. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Austin, we made an announcement yesterday – was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Golly, this last 24 hours has been insane. We made an announcement yesterday on Twitter about our Freshman and Supplemental Guide. Why don't you tell all the listeners here, if they have not seen that, what that is about?
0: Yeah, it was uh, nice to find this article because I thought it segued really well into what we have coming soon. Uh, as some of you guys know, we are like kind of the Debbie podcast, I guess, for campusdecant.com. We've never like said that, but we always say Debbie debate by canton. So I am just going to say it. Like I do on the, the campus to canton pod where I'm like, I can do what I want. This is like this is my podcast, this is my website. I can do what I want. So I'm gonna right. Bill, do like, uh, in here tonight. Yeah, that, dad's not, not here, so here. you can
2: do whatever you want. We can do oh, whatever you want tonight. Yes.
0: Cool. So yeah, so I'm just gonna say we are the Debbie podcast for the campus decanton. Um, so we have a group i believe there were eight of us that ended up working on this project overall um we have a 2022 freshman and supplemental draft guide coming out here in the next couple of weeks it's almost ready a couple other announcements tied in with it so it's not quite ready for release um but it's 184 pros it's freshman tiers rankings all sorts of good information uh, every profile kind of goes through a player's strengths and weaknesses, where they came from the school they're going to the depth chart. Um, I think quite frankly, it's going to, it's something that nobody else out there has done before. I'm not someone that really likes to toot my horn a ton, but I really just think we knock this thing out of the park. So I'm really excited for it to release. Um, it's, Yeah, 200 pages of just, you know, a guide for you to use, whether in you're in Campus to Canton Leagues and it's your op season, you're going to have your draft coming up, whether you're in Debbie Leagues and you kind of want to get a jump on what this freshman class is going to be looking like. Um, And then, like I said, it's a supplemental guide too, guys. We have 40 something players that are already in college, probably not rostered in any league you're in that we think can make some sort of impact to varying degrees um, next year. So I think, you know, hats off to all the guys at the site who worked on it, especially uh, uh, David at solving football and a uh, big wide receiver guy as well. Those two guys just came in and, and were amazing with this. And hopefully this is the first guide of many. Hopefully this is a yearly thing and we can just continue to, you know, improve it, get better and um, maybe bigger. I mean, who's just, you know, maybe someday we'll have a thousand pages in it. I don't want to edit a thousand pages actually, but yeah.
2: No, I'm with you. Just to, just to talk a little bit about that. I mean, we talked about putting this together. It feels like like back in November, and then how quickly we were able to come together and get this done. Like, I'm very proud of. It's one of the things that I'm, I'm really glad that we were able to get done. You mentioned David and Big Wide Receiver Guy at Solving Football and at Big Wide Receiver Guy on Twitter. They came in, and I mean, the way that they jumped in – you're going to see a lot of information in there that I promise you, Austin, myself, Alfred, Colin, and Felix all worked on this as well. Would not have been in there had it not been for those two guys with the things they brought stats-wise, which was just so cool. I was, I'm was i so glad not just to be able to get to work with them on a daily basis, but that we were able to get them in there and do that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We obviously hope that you guys enjoyed as much as we enjoyed working on it because it was even though it was a lot of work for me, it was a ton of fun getting to go in there, watch this stuff, put my thoughts down, and then the stuff we did behind the scenes as well and kind of like arguing with each other on what we thought about different players who I like that you guys may, I may have pounded the table for a bunch of guys that none of them got moved like up where the guide. I wanted to.
0: Like half the, half guide. the
2: guide were my guys, and I don't even know if that's in the guide. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, um, there was one, you know, we, we were talking a little bit about this and Players that kind of surprised us in the watch through, good and bad. I'll go bad first, Austin. I'll throw it to you for if you've got a good or bad one. Was Caden Saunders, you know, very highly rated by a lot of the recruiting services. Wide receiver going to Penn State. When I turned on the stuff to watch him, I thought that he was going to be better then he really looked and, and I'm a little disappointed in in how low he kind of came and ranked for us. He he was my bad. Uh my good, and this was before honestly we did the the guide was was is Quincyon Judkins. I I can't stop talking about how much I like this kid. I, I liked him before and, and I will say Matthew Golden, wide receiver as well, but I gotta give Carl uh vaguely all the the the, the love on that one. He told me to look at Matthew Golden like back in shoot it may have been august when we were doing our program stuff and he's like you got to look at this kid so i got to give up 100 110 to carl there because he's the one who told me to get on matthew golden and he is now one of my favorite wide receivers in this class as well
0: yeah i am just really glad that this guy came out before uh, after all the program recruiting is done uh and won't continue to do so so i actually i really agree with you on caden saunders he is just he lack completely lacks physicality at all which was really extremely disappointing with him um so I have actually have a really weird one for a guy that just surprised me a lot. Oscar Delp, tight end going to Georgia. And I hate watching tight ends. I basically I graded four this year. I basically refused to watch the position because it's such a crap shoot. Like it the best tight end from the class typically ends up being like some like offensive tackle that couldn't gain weight. So he we dropped 30 pounds. And like it's just it's wildly unpredictable. But Oscar Delp, I mean, I know that he's going to do like the, the things we said about Brock Bowers last year are like 10-time, ten tenfold for this kid because it's a super crowded depth chart. If Eric Gilbert comes back, it's Darnell Washington, Eric Gilbert, and Brock Bowers there now. If the offense doesn't pass, like blah, 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 blah. But this kid is really – he moves really well for a tight end prospect. Like I was pretty blown away. I want to rank this kid so high, but I, I can't in good conscience do that because Brock Bowers at least seems stable unlike some of the other guys that were there last year. Um, so I, I can't do it, but I think he's a guy where I'm hoping that, that people kind of ignore, like they look at the death chart and ignore how good he is. And he falls a little bit. Cause he's a guy that I think I want to stash and maybe with the transfer portal rules, he leaves in one year. Um, but that was a guy that just really surprised me as I was watching through. And I was like, wow, like I, I'm actually enjoying watching this kid.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a lot of fun. um, Very excited that we're going to be releasing tidbits as we get closer and closer to releasing this. So I'm very excited for you guys to see some like these player profiles that we did and everything. It's uh, definitely something I I agree with Austin. I really hope it's something we continue to do every single year that will obviously be based on how much uh, you guys like it. And there are two ways to get it. If we did not mention it, you can get a yearly membership with us, which is $29.99 a year. And the guide comes free with that. Or you can purchase it separately at $20. All right, Austin, I don't know who I should throw this to actually. Should I throw it to Austin or Chris? Cuz Chris was a really good bad cop. His his wife was so scared of his bad cop. She yelled at him last last week. So, I'm not sure who I should go. We're going to go to Austin first, but Chris, I give you I give you full 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 reign to jump in if Austin's being too nice or too mean, whatever you feel like. If you need to jump in and take over for Austin, feel free.
0: I was really hoping if I just did this poorly enough that it would become Chris's job. Um I guess I have failed uh, at that, though. Um, Yeah, so housekeeping, guys. I'm going to be good cop this week. I don't want to scare anybody, and I'm feeling really, really just good after we talked about the guide. So I'm going to be good cop. But here's what I'm going to say, guys. We've got just a couple of things that we are asking you to do tonight, and most of them are very, very low effort. Oh, Chris got the hat on. I think it's about to get real. First, guys. If you can go to our YouTube page here where you might be watching this right now, hit that subscribe button. um, And then if you even want to set the notifications on, so you know, when we come on, we love when you guys tune in for the show every week, Uh, give us a five-star rate and review wherever you listen to the podcast, Spotify, Apple podcasts. I don't think you can rate and review on Stitcher, Podbean. I don't know, but if you can go ahead and do that as well. And guys, like Matt said, with the guide coming out here, that's, we give it to you free if you're a year-long subscriber. No reason not to do that. $29.99 a year. Um, if you still just want to dip your toes in for a couple months, it's $2.99. Um, but you get access to everything we do. Um, and, of course, hop in our Discord. That is just bumping. Randy Savage, down to you, apparently. You're muted. That's great.
1: <laughs> I have to get it out of the way at least once every episode. But uh I was just getting prepared in case I had to uh, play the role of Bad Cop. But you did a good job tonight, so I I can take off my, uh, my disguise. No, 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 and
2: let, let me be Felix really quick. Let me set the scene. Chris Moxley, <laughs> for those of you that are listening, has got yeah. a hat backwards and America sunglasses. Team yeah. America looking like, I, I can't see that A uh, race. I couldn't see what that says. My,
1: my oh, eyesight is horrible my- at the moment with this light it's my US Postal Service hat I got a, okay. I got a ninth, I got a 90s USPS hat that I'm I'm whipping out for uh, to make sure Austin is is being uh good enough I'm I'm playing bad cop but good cop was good tonight Austin's totally right great interview it helps us out a bunch
2: yeah it really does and we would appreciate it, it takes a couple seconds even if you just want to tell us how much better of a host I am than Felix is. If you want to tell us that Felix is, is wrong all the time, like whatever you want to say, Austin's too nice. Moxley has been a great addition. Whatever you guys want to put. It's okay. You can even say that Matt sucks. We're good with that. Just as long as you put five stars on there and say, Matt sucks. We'll love every yeah, second. Care. We'll read it live on air. Yeah. We don't care. I, you can, I don't trash care. What, us. I don't care you you write. can write. roast
0: us. You yeah, can, yeah. Roast us. Just
2: put five stars. That's all that really matters. All right. So, We did a little bit of a rankings update in the offseason, for those of you who don't know, because we've actually gotten a couple of these questions on Twitter and in the Discord during the offseason, because there's really not a lot of college news that comes out. We update these once a month. In season, we actually update these bi-weekly, which just to put a little, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to update these bi-weekly, especially with all the, we had like 900 college players ranked last year. So it's a lot of work doing that stuff. And we had a major update this week. And Austin, I'm going to come to you first. We removed all of the 2022 class. I'm sorry, I'm going to come to Moxley first. Which was the most incorrect for you following the changeover?
1: So, it took us a while to move Quentin Johnston up our rankings. And this is like my third week in a row I feel like talking about him. But he finally crested our top 4 and I I had to I had to pull this this data up um while while we were talking to make sure that I had it right we had our wide receiver summit as a site in April of 2021 and one of the key questions that Felix asked to Jarek and I was we are the only people with Quentin Johnson in the top 12 what is going on there Let's fast forward to January. Let's fast forward to February. And we are now pumping him up as wide receiver three or four, depending on who you are at the site. He's a guy that we were too lo- low on for a very long stretch of time. I like, I can't say enough good things about him. I talked about him last week as my sleeper. And, um, you know, like the only people probably really sleep on, him they were like Snorlax and people in comas. Um, but, (laughs) but for real, like Quentin Johnson is a player who's six, four, six, three, uh, a long strider. And I hate to, like, I am not making this comp, but there are people on Twitter comparing him to like Randy Moss, given like the body type.
0: And I don't think he's that
1: athletic, but that is the type, the style of player that he is, where he like is a downfield, like wins downfield consistently, um really just an excellent player and we were low on him for a long time and now i'm happy to see him up in like the top three or four because i think that's where he's gonna go when all said and done in the 2023 class
2: i'm really curious as to where i had him ranked because i've always been a big fan of of johnston and to hear that only you and jarek had him in your top 12 is is and i could i would have thought i had him up there but I, i i'm a big fan of him as well he's Very highly ranked for me. Austin, what was one that stood out for you as as incorrect?
0: Well, I just want to say real quick, I think he bumped up even like three or four more spots for me because they have a legitimate offensive-minded head coach there now. He would still be like my wide receiver seven or eight uh, if not for that. But I think he's. we finally maybe we will see some more consistency out of him this year. I mean, Max Dugan's still their quarterback, probably. Like, I'm 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 going back and forth on it because, like, I have Marvin Harrison Jr. right behind him. I don't think Marvin Harrison Jr. is a significantly worse player than him. The the other thing
2: that worries me about Johnson is I was looking at this the other day. He's missed time two seasons in a row with injuries. He's only played in six games. Like that part worries me a little bit because if it was just last year, he missed a couple games, no big deal. But but multiple games, two two years in a row, only play six. That does worry I me. Mean, I'd like to see him play a full season this year in in
1: Sunny Dyke's system. He's pretty skinny, like he he's pretty lanky for his size, and so I yeah. I think that like I don't know that BMI matters, but I do think like his size is at least a question. Um, it's like it, the the one injury that he had this year was, uh it was at halftime and i don't even remember who the game it was against but it was like a weird ankle injury and he like got it and, and like it was almost like nothing happened cuz they didn't really stop play or anything he just kind of hobbled off the field and then he missed a chunk of game so i i just yeah like it's a concern he's pretty slight for a guy who's like 6'3 6'4 but i i agree I, so austin you said you have marvin harrison slightly behind him and you're not convinced that he's that much better of a player mm-hmm. yeah and, in what at, so switch, switch like situations, right? Marvin Harrison's Mm -hmm. in TCU, Quentin Johnson's in Ohio state. Like how far are they apart?
0: It's a good question because I know like I, I am working on reworking my Debbie rankings. I've kind of neglected them for a long time here and this is a Debbie show. So again, you know, I'm trying not to let the, you know, the college production be so much of a tiebreaker when I talk on here. But I like even ignoring the bowl game where Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave opted out. Marvin Harrison got on the field last year a pretty decent amount. I don't know if freshman Quentin Johnston would have necessarily been able to do the same. There, like I don't think he's like Marvin Harrison is more refined at the line of scrimmage, in my opinion, already. Um, and I think he honestly actually might be a better red zone threat already too. So, I, I do think Quentin Johnston will always be a better deep guy than him. Like, I don't think that's necessarily Marvin Harrison Jr.'s game. But, like, I th- in terms of everything else, if you gave me two more years of him developing in college, I think Marvin Harrison's probably better at al- at almost everything else. And Marvin Harrison weighs 15 pounds more than him, conservatively. Like, he's a lot bulkier, which I think Matt, you know, matters if we're t- saying that, you know, Quentin Johnston kind of gets, you know, ragdoll rolled up on a little bit at times because he's so slight. Um, But I'm also just like, I know that I, I argued with Matt about this really hard last year, but like it wouldn't shock me if Marvin Harrison's the best receiver in his class. Like, I've been saying that for about four or five months now and that really would not surprise me at all when they come out if he's the first wide receiver off the board. Yeah,
1: that's fair. I I question his athleticism. Um, I'm not sure how he will test. I think that that's the weakest part of his game. I think Johnson is substantially more athletic, but I think it's a really interesting comparison because they're guys we have back to back in our rankings. And so,
0: yeah, it's definitely to, a,
1: a conversation, right?
0: And and honestly, with Jermaine Burton at Alabama, would it shock you if Burton jumps Quentin Johnson this year either? No, because he's definitely big, not. again, bigger, like bulkier. He's probably fat, actually a better athlete, which is, you know, Quentin Johnson, not, a, oh, yeah. not shabby in that regard. And he's at Bama, and he's probably going to be their number one receiver. Like, can we just etch that in stone at this point? Like, he is, barring injury, probably their wide receiver one this year.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people like tuned into the college football landscape have been talking about how Burton, um, is probably going to put up one of the best seasons in college this year. Like, it's it's not like a Debbie thing. Like, it's people like people twenty four seven are talking about this. People at CBS Sports are talking about, like, this is fairly well-established. I think, um, despite Burton's poor showing last year in a lot of efficiency metrics, I think that he's going to, like, be a star. Yeah. So how high would,
2: uh, would he jump up for both of you, then, before I give you guys my incorrect one? Because right now, what do we have, Burton? We have him. Okay, so he's consensus wide receiver five for us, right behind Quentin Johnston, which is weird, because we don't technically have a three- So I assume he can really only jump Quentin Johnson because there's no way
1: he's jumping Boutte and JSN, right? He, I think he could at the end of the year. Like, I think that there's a chance that we see him go like, I don't know. He could have a really like fantastic season and he has so many of the measurables and that freshman year production that if he has a great season, like I would not be surprised if he became a consensus Debbie one-on-one prior to him entering the draft like I wouldn't be that shocked I I think it's in his range of outcomes but all things considered right now there's no way I could put him like top two I I do think that he and Johnson are fairly close I just think Quentin Johnson is just a better player like as it stands currently and our rankings reflect that right like our rankings have them four and five I just there is, a rain- there is a world where Jermaine Burton is a consensus top 12 dynasty wide receiver in 2023. Like, I don't think that's out of the question.
0: So I, I, just to follow up on this, since we're kind of talking our top tier wide receivers right now. Do you guys all have Xavier Worthy of three kind of bridging that gap between Boutte, JSN, and like everybody else? Like Xavier Worthy's kind of in there? No, where do you, where do you have him uh, I
2: still have Marvin Harrison above Xavier
0: Worthy. Well, of course. I you mean, do. I shouldn't ask you. Um, well, well, okay. well, let's I wanna, also can
2: be can fair. I us, can I read Harrison ranked the highest when we did this? That you mentioned that Moxley brought up the wide receiver ranking summit. Yeah. Like that was. It wasn't just me. Like I've got to give Felix credit too because I think we had him in the exact same spot when we did it. We had. I think both me and Felix had him in the like high twenties. It was like twenty to twenty two, something like that, and that was the argument because I remember I argued with you because you had. Um, a freshman wide receiver fairly high up. And our, my argument was, well, how can you have – because you said Marvin Harrison hasn't done anything. I was like, well, neither has this guy. And we had an, an interesting little back and forth about that. I will mention just real quick before Moxley you go, technically Quentin Johnson is our number three wide receiver. I know yeah. it shows four on the – but he is three. Uh, Jermaine Burton probably would be – I feel like I'm dragging his rank down at nine, which I didn't realize I have him there, but I still feel pretty good about that with the wide well, receivers I have above him. But regardless, of what were you going to say, Moxie? Uh, I have, I don't know. I don't know who's dragging him down because he's not in the top. I, I was about to pull that up when you asked me that. I know I have Harrison ranked above him.
0: Something Something's wonky with the rankings, actually. We'll have to fix that because I'm looking at our sheet right now. Um... I'm looking yeah. at our
1: site right now which is actually the best reflection of what the public is able to consume and we have oh, worthy I've 3, Johnson okay. 4 and Jermaine Burton 5. I, I see what um, the issue is. I'll fix it right now. So, so behind Boom. the scenes fixed. it's one. Xavier
2: Worthy is 3. No, it's there fixed example. now.
1: I figured out what the issue was. It's fixed. Behind the scenes it's wonky. Um public facing it I think it accurately accurately reflects how we feel. I so friend friend of mine, friend of the show, friend of Campus Canton, um, Tim, you can find him at, at Tim Altree on or T Altree on Twitter, actually posted what the average wide receiver weight gain is uh through college yesterday, and he said it's about 16 pounds. So if Xavier Worthy can get close to like 175, 180, I'm not really sure it's a big issue. Right now he's pretty slight. And, and I think he's probably closer to 170. And so we're assuming that, then we're like in the 185 range. And so I don't think his weight is an issue. And I think that's something that's maybe holding him back for some people. But I I still have him above I still have Quentin Johnson above him. Um but I mean there's an argument for him to be in the top three pretty easily. And what I was gonna say earlier is I brought like I decided this week I was going to purchase a uh, you know those pitch counters mm-hmm. um yeah so so for those in the audio medium, I, I'm holding up one of those uh middle league pitch counters that you see in baseball. And, and what I've been it's, counting it's is five. every time Ohio it's, it's it six five? right now. Damn yeah, it. I almost right had it six. Uh it's every time that Ohio State player or the name Ohio State gets mentioned, uh, from Matt. And right now we're right now we're at six. Uh, so and so had, I'm gonna keep five. this as a running running uh tally, so to make sure that we're not uh overcrowding hey, Ohio State man. content.
2: When, when, when I get to run the show, we're talking about my Buckeyes, baby. And that makes it seven. So. uh, Felix,
0: come back. We miss you.
2: No, because then we have to talk (laughs) about Jim Harbaugh and nobody wants to do that. Uh, So my two incorrect ones, uh, are there two running backs that are sitting side by side in our rankings right now? Or they were, I'm pretty sure our, our running back ones weren't what the issue was. It is not. Um. I'll start with Brandon Thomas, and I'm just going to 100% take the blame on this one. Uh, Austin, I believe you talked about it on Campus Life this week. It was this week's episode or last week's. You talked about, and I think you mentioned on Twitter as well, like we don't know anything about what happened with his injury. They brought in competition. Like he was good last year, but he's ranked fairly high for us. I mean, he's sitting as the 22nd running back. Now, granted, that is 100% on me and Felix. We both have him at 18 and 16. Uh, while the rest of you have him ranked a little bit lower, probably in a more fair range. So that is what's ranking him up there. And then for me, I don't understand why Rashina Lee is sitting at RB21 with the season he had last year. We talked about it on Tailgate a couple times. The three of us, actually, you, me, and Moxley, all believe that he has some NFL upside. 1,400 rushing yards last year, 400 receiving yards, all those touchdowns. He's going to be the offense for Marshall this year, especially with Grant Wells moving on. Even if he doesn't pan out in the NFL, you can at least get two more seasons out of him on the college side. Like I think he should be ranked higher than 21 in our rankings. I think I have him at 11, which may be a little too high, but I very much am a fan. Where do I have Matt? I have, okay, I have a little. I'll just stick with eleven right now because I, I maybe got a little too excited about Rasheed Ali, but I think he should be ranked higher than twenty-one. Any thoughts on those two before we move on to some good side of the rankings?
0: Cycle of ranking running backs that I perceive as being more college producers and having less NFL upside aggressively. In like a campus to Canton setting, because there are so many college running backs that, like that, that I think you can like I, for CFF, for instance, like when I play college fantasy, I I'm I'm a one year expert uh, on college fantasy. Um, I just f- running back is just such an easy one to find substitute production at. Um, so I'm I'm less aggressive. I have him at 19. I still think that's pretty good. Like I, I, a top 20 guy, he's behind like a Deuce Vaughn for me. Uh, if you want to, you know, compare him to other, you know, college only guys, he's just behind Alton McCaskill. Like, I think that's a decent range for him. I, I don't know how much more aggressive I could be with him with that considered because I did go back and watch a little bit of him and I'm just eh, round five, four, like four. Uh, he's, he feels like a day three guy to me when I was watching. And I actually think Grant Wells leaving is bad for him because I think that team might just be Next year, offensively.
2: I mean, they weren't great this year with Grant Wells, and he still kind of controlled that offense. I mean, I will say I I I don't have an issue with your ranking of 19. It's more of like 36 and 73 who are the two rankings dragging him down. I think are a little bit ridiculous. Like I mean, that's 73. Now maybe it's just because whoever ranked him there, his name may rhyme with Belix Mart. But uh, he maybe he hasn't seen him. I don't know. Maybe big he hasn't Bealik watched smart him, fan. so he just yeah. Big uh, same same. Big Bellick smart fan. Uh, maybe he just kind of put a number by him because he hasn't watched him. He doesn't know who Rasheed Ali is. He's really like big Michael into Trigg. shooting from yeah. deep. Yeah, you know. So it's whatever. He hasn't gotten time to those big name guys. Uh, Moxley, any thoughts on those two before we move on? That's
1: two. Do we have the counter going for every time Moxley meets himself? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I'll, I'll never criticize any Rashin Ali hype. I think he should be in the top 20. Cause I think that he has massive CF upside and I think he'll get drafted. Like, is he a day three guy? Probably. But if he is I another he really strong four, him. I think he could, I think he could work his way into like the very back half, like the very end of round three, if he shows the same dynamism this year. I don't know. He was using just so many facets of the game and he has like pretty good size. I think he needs to add a little, a little bit of weight, but conference USA, like they generally underlist players unless you're Louisiana. So he could be like two Oh five. And I think that would be interesting for him. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm always here for Rasheed Ali hype. Cause I think he's going to be a top five CFF producer this year with potential NFL upside. So it's, it's hard to come by. All right, Austin, I'm going
2: to throw this one to you first. And I'm, I'm in, intrigued to hear your guys' answer on these. We've talked a little bit about this on our conference previews, like kind of people we expect to break out, comeback players, freshmen. Who is a player you think we will see the most movement between now and this time next year? So that could be good or bad.
0: Well, I guess I'll pick guys that are in our rankings. So obviously, you know, if there's a guy that we don't have ranked right now, like that, they could jump higher. Um, and these are probably two guys that are, relative razors lorenzo styles i think is going to be a top 10 quarter uh, wide receiver in our rankings by this time next year i just think the combination of him as a player i love what he did in the bowl game i think athletically he's top notch i think he's you know he's decently refined i was very worried about notre dame holding him back no more brian kelly I think they passed the ball a lot last year. I expect them to pass the ball a lot. Again, this year, I, I expect the volume to be there for him. I, I just, I'm I'm moving myself more and more all in toward Lorenzo Styles. So I apologize if he is this year's Jaden Wally, as PJ likes to say, but like, I just really expect a lot out of him this year. The other guy that I think, you know, is in a similar range. So right now as a group, we have, uh, where did he just go? Uh, Lorenzo Styles is our wide receiver 61. Uh, I have him at wide receiver 15 for the record um <laughs> uh so everyone just throwing everybody else under the bus for anybody that's not watching felix is tuning in this week yeah, let, let me let awareness. me set the
2: but, scene if you're if you're listening to this on the, the audio me set the scene as as felix does uh felix just commented in do i really have Rasheen ali at seven i had to just assume that it was alfred so we're just all we're all throwing each other under the bus tonight as also mentioned
0: <laughs> the other the other wide receiver that we actually have at 59 is Romeo dunze and i think i think he's gonna have a really nice year i'm talking Kalen DeBoer will come in year one and will make magic happen he's done it everywhere he's been he made guys like i think we know by now michael penix is not good he made michael penix look like possibly an nfl quarterback for an entire year like holy crap if that's not magic I don't know what is. He's going to go to Washington. That conference is not particularly strong defensively. He's going to have whoever plays quarterback. Probably Sam Heward is going to throw for a shit ton of yards. And Jalen McMillan and Romeo Adunze are going to be the recipients of it. Jalen McMillan, you're not really getting the value there because he's wide receiver, what, 23 or something in our ADP right now. Romeo Adunze doesn't go to like round 10, just infinitely better value. I wouldn't shock me if they're viewed very similarly after this year. And he's a, another big athletic guy, not... He big, athletic, you know, 6'3, 225, but he, he's a big, athletic kid. So I, I think Styles and Odunze are two guys that I am probably targeting in like the seventh and eighth rounds back to back in every draft I do this year if it's a C2C. And I'm not afraid to take them in anything that's deeper than, you know, four or five rounds in a, in a Debbie draft if I'm, you know, just shooting my shot somewhere and it's a depleted pool.
1: Moxley, what do you it. got? I don't hate it. I, I I'm a huge fan of Adunze. I actually think that he, I think there's a pretty good chance, like above fifty percent, that he outproduces Jalen McMillan, and that ADP discrepancy between them is, I won't say it's stupid because like, I don't want to be that mean, but like I, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, I, he outperformed McMillan last year, and I think that there's a good chance that he does the same this year, and I'm actually very excited for the Bears' offense as well. So. I, uh, I like the Dune's a shout-out. So I have, I have two players there for different reasons here. Uh, one is Cameron Ward. And Cameron Ward currently ranks 21st in our rankings. Oof. I believe I'm the highest on him at 11.
0: Um, no, you're Austin, not.
1: What, what, where do you have him?
0: Uh, like So, granted, again, I am not necessarily looking at the website. I'm looking at what we have behind the scenes because I'm always constantly kind of tweaking uh, them. Oh, oh, oh. I have Cameron Ward at QB10. Oh,
1: okay. So publicly facing, which is the information that y'all can consume, um, and not some ivory tower bullshit from Austin. Uh, Well,
2: you know what? To not not screw over Austin here, we're going to throw someone else under the bus because that's the theme of the show. Now, I'm changing the, the name of this podcast before it goes up tomorrow. This is Colin's fault because he refuses to tell any of us how to update the rankings. So whenever we make these changes, we can't update them because Colin won't tell us how. But I will say I am the one. I'll take full blame on this one. I'll throw myself under the bus. I have more than likely the reason Ward is so low in our rankings is probably because he has not been updated based on mine where I last had him, I believe, at 29, which is probably why he is being dragged a little bit down in our rankings.
1: Yeah. It, it, so okay sorry i'm not the highest on him i'm the second highest on him by one that. positional spot i think cameron ward and the the, the buzz around surrounding him from the college community plays a big part in this like people think that he could be a generational talent coming up and and the reason that he wasn't highly recruited was he threw like 50 balls in college like he didn't or or in high school like he didn't throw at all like there was no tape of him there was nothing that people could actually latch on to to even offer him anything and so there's a reason why he fell behind uh so far behind like every other crew and like there's a lot of reasons here that he was not highly recruited and so I'm willing to make those excuses because he didn't pass. He never passed it. And then the second that he got the pass, at at um in FCS, like he was awesome. And he's Eric Morris, who was his head coach, uh, at Incarnate Ward coming over with him from Washington State. Like I think he could be really, really good. And I think Deshaun Stripling is another guy who can benefit downstream from him. But I think we're probably a little bit too low on Cameron Ward based on the public facing rankings at twenty first. I'm willing to put him in my top twelve. Pretty easily because having the upside is pretty gigantic um the one other guy that i'll i'll bring up and i, I know this is evan coleman's guy and i i think it's your guy too matt i think ralik brown is going way too high in our uh mm. our adp currently oh it's not matt's guy cool so i can be mean um not my guy yeah you can say anything you want oh Raleek Brown is one, 185 pounds, and the chance that he gets to 200 is pretty low. And so he's basically only a CFF guy, and he's going uh, 68th currently in our ADP. That's way too high. Like, I think that he probably goes... I think there's a chance he goes, like, 120 in our ADP next year. Like, I think he's going to fall... At least five or six rounds, and I, I think that the people who are drafting him highly expecting like a true Debbie upside are making a mistake because running backs that are 185 generally don't add enough weight to get to, um, and like a, an appropriate level for an NFL team to draft them. And I mean, I think he could be good in college, but he needs to be really, really good to justify that ADP currently. So I think he's a guy who falls pretty dramatically
0: so i just to to tease the guide a little bit that we talked about earlier uh, for you guys are going to be shocked how where we have Rayleigh brown ranked i'm not going to say whether that's too high or too low but you are going to be shocked um and collectively as a group i have uh, our, our group that, that ranks the freshman here in front of me um we have Rayleigh brown as the 50th overall player in the class but I can tell you right now that that is really, really buoyed by one person's rankings who I am not Apparently going to mine. throw under the bus. No, oh, okay, we, we are, can okay. throw myself under the bus. Matt is way I just, too high on the just, I just, I just, <laughs> okay, I just so replied I back that. Well no, no,
2: no. I, was not wrong. I haven't I was updated wrong. my freshman I haven't updated my freshman ranks in a very long time. That 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 is a hundred percent on me. When I'm doing trying to do Devi. And the camp Canton side and then campus side all at once. I, I did, I will not lie, re, like truly neglect my uh my freshman rankings. And that is on me. But no, I'm I will openly say I'm not a big fan of Raleigh Brown. I will stick at the quarterback position. One guy that I think we could see jump up a little bit, maybe not a ton, because he is ranked fairly highly, mostly because of Austin Collin and myself, and that is quarterback Evan Prater out of Cincinnati. Um, They did just lose their offensive coordinator that I don't actually think was that good at his job to begin with. He goes to LSU, which is probably another reason why Austin and myself will be right on Brian Kelly being fired in a couple years, because that offense is going to be god-awful. But they did promote the quarterback's coach. And the one thing I will say, and I understand, like everybody knows, who probably listens to this, knows I'm much higher on Desmond Ritter than most people. I do think it's fair to say that Ritter improved every single year. Like, he's not going to be some... Great quarterback prospect at the NFL level, but if you go and look at what he did from the start of his college career to what he finished as a senior, he was a much improved uh, player. And I think that the quarterback coach, who is now the offensive coordinator, it's Gino. I'm gonna butcher his last name, Gudalugi. G- I don't know. I'm not Italian. That's probably really <laughs> okay, bad. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I'm really bad at pronouncing names. But it's Gudalugi. I don't know how to say it. It's bad. That, it, come find me, Gino. You can slap me around. I apologize. I don't know how to say it. your last name. It's bad. Bad man. I'm horrible with pronouncing names. Anyways, I think that he can continue to develop Evan Prater. He could technically technically come out after this year. I think he stays for at least two years, but he's got the skills, the talent. Obviously, he's a little bit slight, but with that offense and what that team could be with Cincinnati, they won't be going to the Big 12 just yet. I think Evan Prater's a guy who could jump, you know, easily the guys I'm looking at on this list, maybe six or seven guys ahead of him and jump up into possibly right around that top 15 range. To start off next season at quarterback, there was a wide receiver, but I can't remember who it was now. For the life of me, I will say that I think uh just to jump back on your guys' talk earlier, Jalen McMillan and Robe, Rome Odunze. I think it's just because Jalen McMillan's name, like he's 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 been hyped a lot by by Mr. Colin Decker, and we've seen from last season that when Austin and Colin talk about people, they they get shot up our, our ADPs and ranking lists and everything. So that might be why Jalen McMillan is so far up there. Is, is Colin, I feel like he probably gets compensated some at some percentage point every time he mentions Jalen McMillan because that's like three or four times a show. It, it's me mentioning Ohio State, which is eight now. That's Colin with Jalen McMillan. So it's, uh, I think, thank you, thank you. For those of you just setting the scene again, setting the scene, Chris Moxley put the clicker up and clicked it just so just so everybody if you're not watching not watching he, he put it on there oh it was a running back actually ej smith i know i've been higher on him the most uh I, I do think he's kind of like the last guy standing currently in stanford's room uh definitely more of a receiving back than a running back per se but i do think he still has a lot of talent comes from obviously the great emmett smith is, is his father I think if he gets the the workload, he could be interesting at Stanford. I don't think they're going to be quite as god-awful as they were last year. Um, I think they could bounce back a little bit, and I think EJ Smith could uh, really jump up our rankings. I was trying to pull it up. He's ranked very, very low in our running back rankings. I believe like around the 50 or 60 mark, and I think he could really easily jump up way above that if he has a good season. All right, so I think that will do it for us tonight. Check out all of the content around CampusToCanton.com, family. Campus Canton podcast channel has got Canton Bound, which will be dropping on Friday. You got Campus Life that drops every Tuesday. Fantasy Football Roundtable, Chasing the Natty, new show on the network with Jared, who runs our CFF team. That's dropping every Monday. That's been a lot of fun to listen to. I've been enjoying that. Uh, But that is going to do it for our show tonight. Apologies to Kirk Herbstreet. I accidentally kicked him out. He was getting so upset about me mentioning Ohio state so much. I kept seeing him raise his hand. I think he wanted to jump in on that and I accidentally booted him. So I apologize about that, Kirk, but we will definitely get you on next week. Maybe we can ask you your thoughts since Felix really wants to talk about Jim Harbaugh. We can get your thoughts on them, extending him for probably another five year losing streak uh, to the Ohio state Buckeyes had to get 10 in there. Moxley that should put us at 10 right there. So I had to get it to 10 before we got out of here, setting the scene, Chris Moxley. That's Austin Nace. I am Matt Bruning. We don't. Nah, uh, I'm not doing good this. Is, ha, good night. Good, good night. night. Have a great night.
1: Prepare for glory. I don't know if you
0: got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came like out hit the womb already. the 58 yards for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me.
1: Godly. Oh, Only tackle like the 40 year old Who can make a play? I can. not to I, I can make a play. I
2: can.